Uh, hey, guys, we're sort of playing a gig here. Bad business with the slug. Come along. Jabba's been looking for you. If you resist, we'll disintegrate your friends. Again, Bucketheads, Mevar Tigar. Welcome to another Boba Bounty busting episode of Mandovision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. If this is your first time listening to Mandovision, we thank you so, so much for checking us out for the first time. And if you are a long-time listener, welcome back. Thanks for coming aboard. You're always welcome. Grab your usual spot on the sofa, and let's get comfortable and start talking about some fun Star Wars stuff. I let our intro music run a little bit longer today uh, because, well, this is a musically inclined episode of the show. You saw it on on your podcast feeder. We are talking about the second episode of Star Wars Visions, Tatooine Rhapsody, an episode that has garnered many negative feelings about it, if you look at enough reviews from 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 the people out on the internet who do those sort of things. Uh, I don't know if it's being uh, hate-bombed in its reviews, but a lot of negativity directed toward this episode of, of, of Star Wars Visions, and we're going to definitely talk about that. Because, but because we're musically inclined, I wanted to uh, give a little bit more of a spotlight to to the, the band that is kind enough to let us use their music for this podcast, and that is Dirty Sweet, a band that my good friend is the drummer of, uh, his name's Chris. He's a great guy, and he was kind enough to, to give me his blessing to use their songs, not only on, on this podcast, on Mandivision, but on the other podcasts I do, the TomCast podcast. We use another song of theirs for that show as well, and uh, Chris is a drummer extraordinaire, and so I kind of wanted to give a little shout-out to him, since we'll be talking about the music of this episode a, a little bit. We're not going to go deep into the music of this episode, uh, but again, it's there. It's something we're going to talk about, because... I mean, this this other okay. If you're not going to look back to the the Star Wars holiday special from the '70s, um, um, where there were musical numbers that are not remembered fondly, uh, <laughs> this is probably the most musical episode of Star Wars we've seen since then, since the '70s. So yeah, think about that one. Think about that one. All right, we're going to get into the show proper in a minute, but let's get the particulars out of the way. Let's let's do our thing here real quick. Remember to reach out to us. The best way to reach out to us is on social media at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter, and Instagram. Please, by all means, email the show, MandoVisionTom, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. I know I said it a little fast that first time, but MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Reach out with your long uh, uh, emails, long-form conversations you want to have, and we'll get into it. 
Please be sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. And if you're on Apple Podcasts and you have the time or the inclination, one of the easiest ways to help the show out is by giving sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They are the blue milk of the podcasting universe, so we need their help. They help the small independent shows like us stand out, not get lost in the shuffle, or uh, too overwhelmed by all the celebrities that now have podcasts these days. <laughs> Anyways... All right, like I said, we're going to get into the second episode of Star Wars Visions, Tatooine Rhapsody, on the other side. But you know what time it is. You know what you got to do first. Let's get it on. Let's do it. It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Stop! You really want to do this? This is Star Wars Visions number two, Tatooine Rhapsody, from Studio Colorido. It is directed by Taku Kimura, written by Yasumi Adarashi, and our plot for this week's, or this week's, for this installment is a band with big dreams must save one of their own from Jabba the Hutt and Boba the Fett. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> we got a, we have a, a very interesting cast for this week's episode, God, I keep saying this week's episode, I'm very used to saying, doing our Clone Wars reviews, so I hope you will uh, please forgive me for some of my, uh, my misspeaks here, my missteps in speaking the English language. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levin Levin. Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays Jay. Bobby Moynihan is Geezer. Mark Thompson is Lan. And some additional voices. Shelby Young is K344. And of course, Tamara Morrison is Boba Fett. And uh, yeah, I, you know, obviously, we are the Mandovision podcast. We used clips of Tamara Morrison as Boba Fett because Boba Fett's on the screen. We're going to be excited about it. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the news that came out. Uh, I, I, I imagine you'll be listening to this episode on Friday or shortly thereafter. We are recording this on Wednesday, some news drop today. We're going to talk about that at the end of the show. Because, again, we have to talk about this episode. This is probably the least liked episode from Star Wars Visions thus far. It has a ton of negative reviews t- towards it. Uh, right now, as, I'm, as we're recording... On IMDb, it's rated a 5.4 out of 10, with uh, 2,772 reviews, and a great many of them are one star. And I think, I don't think you can give zero stars, because it sounds like a lot of these people, their reviews that I read, they would give it zero stars. They had zero interest, zero, uh, uh, I don't know if I want to use the word understanding, but they were, they were not welcoming of this. A lot of the reviews said the same thing. Um, um, this is not Star Wars. This has no place in Star Wars. Uh, a, a lot of reviews said it was also a kitty episode, and therefore that devalues it in their minds as well. Um, and I don't... First of all, I don't understand why being a kid's episode is a bad thing. Star Wars is inherently for children. Again, inherently. We are many of us, especially uh, the the listenership of this podcast, are are grown adults, uh, but we and we love Star Wars, and we know Star Wars. Star Wars can be uh, bold and sophisticated, and and tell layered and complex stories. But by and large, it's still fairy tales. It's still mythology, and that's that's for everyone. And as we say on this podcast a lot, at least I try to say, and I try to remind everyone, that's that Star Wars is for everyone, and that's not just everyone who's above the age of 25 and under 75. No, 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 no. It is for everyone, all ages, all walks of life. Star Wars is for everyone. If you go to Disneyland, 
or Disney World and you go to Batu to 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 see the Millennium Falcon to ride the rides, I guarantee you there are children there. So <laughs> re- reducing this episode to a a kitty episode is is and I use, was using finger quotes there around kitty. Uh, I I think that is their way of of devaluing the episode. And I think that's unfair. I think that's unfortunate because listen, I mean it's, it's not my favorite episode. There are many things in this episode that I'm like eh, eh, I don't like that very much. I'm not into that. I'm not down with that necessarily. But then you remember, and then you take into consideration, it's not, this isn't canon. This is for fun. This is, all this is for fun. Like, if this was like a movie, you know, one of the Skywalker trilogy movie, a movie in the Skywalker saga, and uh, a, a, a hut comes out with long hair strumming a bass guitar, I might have some more uh, uh, overt reservations about seeing that on on the screen in, in the quote-unquote canonical universe that is that exists out there. Uh, but this is for fun. This is make believe. This is this is the Star Wars universe through a different lens, uh, being interpreted by different people, different creative people who you know wanted to tell, uh, tell a fun little story about a former Padawan who comes across a uh, uh, outcast hut who is trying to start a uh, emo pop punk band, and uh, this Padawan again. This is in in the days of Order sixty six on the run from. The, the newly established empire uh, joins up and becomes the lead singer and grows his hair out and learns how to play uh, guitar and <laughs> and it's inherently silly it's inherently ridiculous uh, but it's 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 fun and this story uh, another criticism in a lot of the reviews are that this episode has no plot there's no story in this episode it's okay it's a 10 minute short basically and and the plot of the story is this hut has gone against Jabba and Boba Fett has been dispatched to bring him back to Jabba the Hutt because after uh, uh, refusing his responsibilities, Jabba's going to execute him. But this hut has this dream to pursue and he wants to be a rock star and he wants to have a rock band and he's chasing that dream. And I don't think uh, uh, stories about people chasing their dreams is a bad thing. I think that's inherently a strong story. That's what many, many stories are about. And the underlying theme of the story is the friendship that's forged within this band and the links that this band goes to to help their friend and fellow bandmate, Geezer, uh, get back to, you know, get his life back, return him to the band and, and cut a deal with Jabba that, that proffers everybody. And, uh, yeah, Bobby Moynihan plays Geezer, and he's one of those voices that you can easily recognize. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is... is at first, I didn't catch that it was it was it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but as as you kind of listen to it play out more, you you do get there. At least I did. I finally got there before the credits rolled. And I was like, oh, that's okay. That's that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I got this now. Um, the animation in this episode is fun. It's a, it's it's a very anime uh, style that I think many of us are familiar with. It sort of actually reminded me of the the the, uh, the videos for the Gorillas, if you remember that band from the uh, what late nineties, early two thousands, and. Um, so a, a very familiar art style. I think it looked really good. I thought the animation in this episode is really nice, really strong. Really, the the colors pop. Uh, we're we're introduced to some new new droids, some new alien species, but we see a lot of familiarity there. This is also one of the only episodes that has actually this is the only episode that has familiar characters from the original trilogy. We have Boba Fett, we have Jabba the Hutt, 
we have Bib Fortuna. And then we see other species that we do recognize. We have Nikto and Weequay and, and, and a couple familiar droids, and there's some Rodians. And, and you know, so this is the one that maybe uh, has the most direct connections to the movie. But, but again, it's not canon. It's a just a it's a fun make believe made up story. This is like an anthology series that has no connection to anything. It is just Star Wars interpreted through a new lens. And I, I know I'm saying that phrase a lot, but I feel like it's the best description. And it's not it's it's something that more people need to keep in mind. I think if you just go into this this entire Visions series, this episode in particular, but Visions in general, if you just go into it and you're you're like you're gonna sit down and watch a 15-ish minute episode with no expectations, I think you're going to come out having a, a relatively nice time with, with the episode. They're fun. They're totally different. Uh, each episode is very unique, and, and this episode perhaps the most unique. I think the biggest thing hurting this episode is that unfortunately it is the second one in the series. It is the one that comes after The Duel, which by and large is still the highest rated episode of the series and is a very strong, dramatic piece. And you then you have this much lighter fare uh, about a sort of Star Wars uh, emo pop-punk band. And I think that it's a bit of an anomaly in, 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 a, in a series that, that, by and large, is a bit more dramatic, is a bit more, um, um, you know, Star Wars-y, if that makes any sense. This is a very unique episode. Of, of, of visions and I but I think it's getting blasted because it's coming after the duel and it is a huge shift in tone from the duel and I, I think people are knocking it for that but I I don't think this is the worst episode of the series and I, I use that word I, I try to use that word very carefully because I don't want to get into a, a position where we are trying to rank the episodes of, of visions I think there's one, each, each one's going to be different for everybody, and that's the way it should be. And if you don't like this episode, I'm not saying you're wrong. You know, don't like the episode for whatever reason. You hate the, the, the music, you hate the animation, it's not your style, it's not for you. You don't like the story. That's okay. Remember, another thing we advocate for in the show is, is everyone's opinion is welcome here. It's not just all about me and my opinion. I'm sharing my opinion with you all. Uh, because I want to, I want to encourage a conversation. I want to encourage a dialogue. And if you don't like this episode, you are not alone. You are the overwhelming majority of people out there who doesn't like this this episode, this Tatooine Rhapsody. And but let's talk about why. Is it just because you're against visions, or is it because it's again there's something that's you don't care for, and that's okay. That's okay. I'm just telling you why I think it's okay to like this episode of the sh- of, of of the show. Again, a lot of critics about the music, about the, the sort of emo band kind of vibe that the band's putting off. And maybe I just have a soft spot for emo, poppy, punky bands. Uh, I didn't have any problems with the music at all. I, I sort of, again, I sort of liked this episode. It was it was not what I expected. It's a little silly. It's a little goofy. It starts off, you know, with, with Jay, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt voice character. He's a Padawan. He's on the run from Order 66. And he comes crashing down into uh, Geezer's band, and this is how they meet. And then we we catch up to the pa- to the present, where they have a gig on a planet, and their their set is interrupted by Boba Fett, who is tracking down Geezer, who we find out is a hut on the run from Jabba the Hut, yeah, because for various reasons. We're not we we get enlightened enlightened a little bit later that Geezer has uh, shirked his responsibilities to Jabba, 
so that he can pursue his dream of being a intergalactic rock star. And and who could fault him for that? Eventually, Boba Fett catches up with everybody, despite a skirmish in which they initially escape. Boba Fett always gets his his uh, bounty, and he takes Geezer back to Tatooine. And the band rallies around their friend after after their their little droid produces a recording of their first session together to kind of remind them how they all came together, how they all forged their bonds to each other. And they decide they're going to Tatooine too, and they cut a deal with Jabba to play a set before Geezer gets executed, and they'll get to they'll get to do the one thing that we have heard that they have not been able to do thus far, and that is finish a set, or at least, at the very least, a song, uh, before Geezer will be executed. And of course, the band plays, and they, they win the crowd over, they win over Jabba, they even win over Boba Fett, and maybe that's all things that things that bother people in this episode. They don't like the Jabba tapping his tail and, and, and beat to it. They don't like Boba Fett nodding his head to the music uh, because it's, again, quote-unquote, not Star Wars. Um, I, I, I think you're taking it too seriously. I really, really do. But again, that's that's your prerogative. That's okay, and you can disagree with me. You can tell me that I'm being way too forgiving for some of this stuff. And maybe I am. Maybe I am being a bit of an apologist for this episode. But I base that off the comments that I read that I think are unfounded. I do. I think people are being overly harsh. I know Visions overall has received some criticism for it not being canon, for it sort of uh, taking Star Wars lore and and, and um, twisting it. And, and Again, I told you on the last episode, I'm okay with that. I think Star Wars lends itself to various interpretations uh, by various people, by various artists, and I like seeing it. I like seeing Star Wars show me different things and do different things. And that is the fun part of Visions and why I think the series overall is a success and why I hope we get more of it at some point. Because uh, as, as, as many episodes of the series that are uh, more thematically in line with Star Wars that we know and love from, from the theaters, from the cinema, I like these little odd stories that kind of don't fit in, don't make a ton of sense, but they're just kind of fun. It's just a fun thing. I I want more variety in the Star Wars that exists uh, on on our streaming platforms. You know, by by and large, we don't have a ton of Star Wars. You know, uh, we have the Clone Wars, we have the Skywalker movies. I mean, it, it, it seems like a lot to a lot of people. But if you look at the sort of diversity of of the series, it's all kind of in the same chunk of time, in the same period. This whole Skywalker saga, and I get it. That's the lore. That's what brought people into the into the into the party. Uh, but sometimes you stay at the party because there's other things going on. You know, it's not just you're hanging out with one set of friends. No, no, no you got to mingle. You got to mingle around the party that is the Star Wars universe. You know, we we've talked before about it. Um, Knights of the Old Republic, such a beloved property, such a beloved game. Uh, but right now it's an outlier. You know, it's just people uh, like myself who grew up playing the game. And who still have an affinity for it, and and we're kind of like the outsiders when we come when it comes to that because uh, that canon has not been embraced. The the game is is getting a remaster, and that's going to be exciting. But show me more Star Wars, expand the universe, and not just the the universe around Luke and Leia and Han and the and these characters. Um, it, I know I'm going on a bit of a, a, a tangent here, um, but one of my one of my 
critiques, one of my, I guess you could call it a criticism, of the sequel trilogy is that I don't feel like I know those characters that well. I know Luke and Han and Leia and Chewie, and I know the droids. I don't really feel like I know Poe or, or, or Finn or, or Rey or even Kylo to an extent. There's so much swirling mystery around all of them. And that's, uh, I don't like that as much. I wish I got more, more, more knowledge about these people. So, by expanding your universe, by diving into some fun things, showing me fun little stories here and there, at the very least, your depth, you're, you're providing more depth to your universe. And again, it's not canon. It doesn't mean anything. It's just fun. It's fun to explore these things. It's fun to have sort of like a, a, a Star Wars multiverse if you wanted to go that route with it. I mean, it, it's a silly way to look at it, maybe, but I like it. I think this episode is not nearly as bad as people say it is. I think it's just fine. And it's like roughly ten minutes. If you don't watch, the, if you don't watch the, uh, if you skip the uh, the intro and you, then you turn it off right when the credits are on, it's like 10, 11 minutes. No big deal. And I think it's kind of fun. Good animation. Uh, again, I, I like the themes. I like the the story of, of the bonds of friendship and coming together to help your friend out of a, a very precarious situation with a hut crime lord. <laughs> and. I, I think the episode is being unfairly blasted by by many many people. Maybe it's not your favorite either. Maybe it is your favorite. Um, it's it's just yeah, it's 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 entertaining, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it being if you want to dub it a kid centric episode. It's there's nothing wrong with that either. I watch tons of kid shows and I love them. I don't I don't have a problem with this. I I really really don't. Uh, I think that's a knock. I think that's an unfair knock uh, against this episode in particular, that it's kitty-centric. Um, again, it may just suffer from following after the duel. And I got, no, I got, I got, I got nothing for you there. I, do, I wasn't in charge of uh, putting this together. It, it is sort of funny though if you think about how Visions is assembled, um, you know, episode by episode, one through nine, and someone I, I would imagine put a lot of thought into how these episodes were going to play back-to-back, you know, after one another. Because you have to imagine many of us were going to sit there and, and watch them all the way through, start to finish, episodes one through nine of Visions. It could be, especially because when you saw the runtimes, they're, they're easily digestible pieces of, of fun Star Wars stories. And it, it sort of reminded me, when I was watching Tatooine Rhapsody in particular, of the thought process that producers and bands go through when they're determining the order of songs on their albums you know there is a flow to things there is a way uh, that you want to sort of have your album uh, tell its story you know not, not like in a concept album sort of way I'm not, I'm not saying that but you know like a rock band it has to be very careful where it inserts its ballads you know you don't want to start the album with with a ballad you start off with a rocker and then you work your way into the ballad around the middle of the album when you got to slow it down a bit and let people catch their breath. Uh, like I said, this episode may have suffered just because it came after a very uh, action-oriented episode with the duel. And so maybe that's part of the, the negative criticism for, criticism for it. But perhaps people just, you know, they don't want music in Star Wars. They don't want to see uh, a band in Star Wars, despite the fact that we all love uh, the Tatooine band at the cantina. 
you know, which makes a little cameo appearance in this episode watching the band, which, by the way, their name is Star Weaver, is the name of the band in this episode. Uh, so seeing uh, seeing Figuring and Nan and his, his Biff bandmates watching them on a, on a vid screen was a, was a pretty fun little cameo. And there's, there's fun little moments like that in this episode, too. Uh, even the insinuation that old Ben Kenobi out there in the Dune Sea was watching this video because we see, a, we see a nice still shot of his house up on that hillside overlooking the, the Dune Seas. Uh, really, really cool little homages here. I loved sort of the way this episode incorporates a lot of imagery from episodes four and episode one from The Phantom Menace and from A New Hope, especially with Tatooine, Moss Espa, the whole, you know, the whole thing. I like the way this episode looked. The animation is really solid. It's it's anime. It's one of the more anime at looking episodes of the show in particular. This this one in next week's our next installment, chapter three, are probably the most anime to me, the most anime that I'm familiar with. Um, but then again, I got no problems with that. <laughs> I have so little problem with that as far as that goes. Uh yeah, this episode just gets knocked. It gets knocked around. I think it's getting getting a, a bad rap, if you will. And again, if you don't like the emo band pop punk thing, that's okay. That's your business. That's no problem. I understand. It's not for everybody. I might have more of an affinity for it because that's a music soft spot of mine. But it is what it is. So what do you all think of this episode uh, is is are the uh, reviews on the internet the harsh ones? Are they deserving? Does this episode are are they spot on? Do they get it right? Am I the one who's off base? Again, this is an outlier of an episode. It's just a fun little romp through the the familiar confines of Tatooine with with this again. This is the only episode with familiar faces: Boba, Jabba, Bib Fortuna. You have a hut with hair, a robot who plays guitar. A, uh, a, a, a three-headed alien species that plays drums, and 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 and, and a former Padawan turned emo band vocalist, <laughs> played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's fun. It's a romp. I said it before earlier, and I'll say it again. It's a romp. I don't dislike this episode. Uh, you know, I mean, we did we didn't rate we didn't rate the duel on the last show, and I, I think if I did, I'd give it like a nine. And, and pretty darn close to a 10. Uh, this episode, I, it's a 6. It's a 6. It's not It's not a 1, like everybody says. There are things in it that I don't, you know, it's... Uh, I'm repeating myself. I apologize. I'm just a little fired up. I'm thinking about those reviews, and they get me very upset. I, I, I have a lot of... Again, if you're a long-time listener to the show, you know this about me. I'm not, I'm not telling anything that you haven't heard before. I just want Star Wars to be a place for everybody. Star Wars brings people together. Star Wars keeps us together. We shouldn't be arguing aggressively about Star Wars or saying something's not Star Wars or it's not Star Wars enough or they didn't get it right. We, we, we all have our opinions. We can all disagree, but we can do it civilly. We can do it cordially. And if you don't like this episode, that's okay. It's Maybe it's not for you, and that's okay. But I think the one-star reviews are undeserved, and extremely unfair, uh, especially when when your when your biggest criticism is it's a kid episode, and it's not Star Wars. Uh, complete your thought. Ex- expand on that a little bit, and maybe maybe I'll I'll understand where you're coming from. But just just throwing out those those statements 
uh, you're not you're not going to persuade me that I'm wrong by thinking this episode is pretty pretty enjoyable in, in a lot of senses. And that is all I have to say about Tatooine Rhapsody. Is that what you were expecting? Probably not. I think I think people thought I was gonna gonna say some un, unkind things about this episode, but no, no, no. I think this episode is a okay. I got I got I got no beef with this one. This is again. I don't even it, not to get into a ranking thing once again, but I don't even think this is my least favorite of the series. And we'll talk about that down the road. We we will get there, my friends. We will get there. All right. So yes, Star Wars Visions talk is done. I did want to talk a little bit about what news happened today as we are recording this, uh, and that is that we have we now have a date for the book of Boba Fett. You know this podcast is excited about the book of Boba Fett. Our the entire basis of this show exists because of my uh, 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 devotion to the Mandalorians, to Boba Fett in particular, and and yeah, we're fired up. They announced the date. They put out a sweet new poster. December 29th, I will be here. You will not be able to keep me away from the microphone after that episode drops. I can't wait. I'm extremely excited. And if internet speculation has any merit, we will hopefully be getting a trailer uh, either late October or early November. I think early November made the most sense because if if I remember uh, reading correctly... That is when the next big Disney shareholders event is scheduled for. And like last year, that's when we got all the Star Wars news about the 4,700 new Star Wars shows that were coming to Disney+. Plus. So expect a trailer around then. But you know we will have a special Bantha Tracks bonus episode to break down that trailer whenever it drops. Because we're really excited. We're really geared up for that Boba Fett series. And we cannot wait. It is, it is, uh, it is the dream. It is the dream that I have had about Star Wars for as long as I can remember. I have waited so long for the day where where we we live in a world where Star Wars is at our fingertips. We can watch it whenever we want. We just hit a button on our remote, and there's Star Wars ready and waiting for us and his new adventures and adventures to relive. And I thought I was getting the dream with the Mandalorian series, following Din Djarin and, and his adventures across the Star Wars galaxy. But no, 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 they, they upped the ante in Season 2 by, by reintroducing Boba Fett, bringing back Tamora Morrison to, to, to reestablish the character's legacy, and now he's getting his own show. And I couldn't be more thrilled. I, I hope you all listened back to the episode I dropped a few weeks ago, uh, talking about the War of the Bounty Hunters comic book series, which is very Boba Fett-centric. Um, and I, I don't even think I talked about what happens in, in the Boba Fett Alpha, or I'm sorry, War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha book, where... Uh, Boba has to uh, get some funds to pay for the repairs to, to Han Solo's carbonite that needs to be fixed. And he has to enter into like gladiatorial combat. And he, he paints his Mandalorian armor black and he goes by the name Django, which I thought was a really fun homage uh, to his father and, and to his history. And, and again, I just love that character so much. I, um, we are fans of the Fett for life on this podcast. We will never waver in our love of the Mandalorians and the Mandalorian people. And uh, we will be here to see them reestablished as a primary force for good or ill in the Star Wars galaxy. You always have to wonder with the Mandalorians, whose side will they be on? And, uh, you know, we don't, get to, we don't get a taste of the Mandalorians in the sequel trilogy. But, you know, there's a lot of uh, really interesting creators uh, involved in future Star Wars projects. And I wouldn't be surprised if we get some more Mandalorians down the line. Love to see it. More, more, more Mandalorians. 
on Mandovision Podcast. Just wait. It's a great time to be alive. All right, we're going to wrap it up for today. I want to thank you all for, for taking the time to listen to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you uh, were okay with my thoughts. I don't want to come out too aggressively against anyone who didn't enjoy this episode. Again, that's your opinion, and you're totally entitled to it. But by all means, expand on why you don't like it. I, it's it's not Star Wars, quote-unquote, isn't good enough. It's a kid show, quote-unquote, isn't good enough. If you don't like something about the story, about the plot, about the acting, the voice work, anything like that, that's a better reason than, quote-unquote, it's not Star Wars. Of course, of, of course it's Star Wars. It says it's Star Wars. <laughs> I don't buy that argument. I don't. Um, and again, it's, it's, this is, this is a interpretation of Star Wars through these anime studios. And I think they're providing a fun little, uh, a a fun new look at, at, at things, especially with this episode of things that are familiar to us. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about more about it. We got, gosh, we got three through nine left to cover. So don't worry. There'll be plenty more time to talk about some of these things in upcoming shows. So let's go ahead close things out. My name is Tom. This is the Mandivision Podcast. If you are a new listener, welcome. I hope you like the show. I hope you'll stick around and tell the all the other Mandalorians in your covert about us. Spread the word. Spread the love. Let's grow the show. And I need your help to do it. I couldn't do it. I can't do it alone. And uh, yeah, we're all in the same covert. Trust me. Trust me on that one. And if you're a long-time listener, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for doing uh, doing a lot of the legwork for me, spreading the word about the show, sharing it on Twitter, sharing it on on your social media feeds. I truly, truly appreciate that. It means the world to me, and and uh, uh, I'm forever in your debt. We will have our own life debt in, in regards to that. And again, if you're on Apple Podcasts, five-star reviews, great way to help the show stand out, not get lost in the shuffle. There are a lot of Star Wars podcasts. You took the time to listen to this one, and I it, 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 from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for that. And I hope you will come back. Continue listening to me break down uh, Star Wars Visions. And then we're going to get back into the Clone Wars. And then before you know it, it is Book of Boba Fett time. And, uh, ooh, I'm going to be loud on that show. Get ready. You might want to turn your mic, your uh, your headsets down now because I will be just, ex- 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 oh, so many, so much exhilaration will be coming out of my voice. It'll be excellent, excellent, excellent. All right. We're going to get out of here. I am babbling because I'm just having so much fun talking about Star Wars, thinking about Star Wars, getting hyped up for a show that's still, like, what, two-ish months away three-ish months away really because it's the end of of december oh boy oh boy can't wait can't wait we got something to look forward to one more quick thought before we get out of here if you were to have a star wars themed emo band you could do a lot worse name wise than emo fet because i'm pretty sure that's what i'm going to name my emo band emo fet we're going to tear it up I mean, there's nothing better than an emo band with like a 40-something uh, <laughs> on on lead vocals and bass guitar, right? This is we, starting now. Like we're, I'm a late bloomer. Emo Fet coming soon to a town near you. We're gonna play your favorite venues. Uh, we'll have sweet merch and uh, 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 eyeliner. Lots and lots of eyeliner. It's gonna be awesome. All right, let's go. Let's get out of here. Thank you once again for listening to the podcast. It means the world to me. And we will be back so very, very soon. And the podcast, you know this, the podcast only ends one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. way.